Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie Horse Riding Pine. Alright, horse riding. <laughs> uh, it's in relation to the Crown Thunder leaks, which by the time this comes out won't be leaks, it'll be old, old news, honestly. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so where we last left Charlie, um, you guys were in the middle of, you got to low keep, you charged in, there was chaos, uh, you ended up fighting a thing that looked like an oversized chrome-plated poniard, mm -hmm. and then it used a metronome that seemed to do something strange with space, and you found yourself standing in front of a parking garage, which Katana pushed you in just ahead of another chrome that seemed to have been patrolling the street... Okay. There, um, and you went upstairs and found a girl who looks a few years younger than you. Uh, that's typing away on something that looks like a typewriter and a computer, but it's by itself and it's kind of like sitting out in the open. All of the cars were pushed to one side. One other thing that you kind of noticed a little bit later, it was just kind of with everything else that was going on, you didn't catch it, but you'd catch it now. Is that uh, there's a couple of like oil barrels near her. Okay. And most of them seem to be empty. Okay. And like tipped on their side, but there's a few that are here and there with other things. But as she, you came in, she uh, there was also a Vulpix that you were able to recognize that had been electric shifted that was sleeping on her. And uh, she noticed you as you came in and essentially said, I don't know who you are, but I'm not concerned and, you're, and I'm not going to bother with you. And she sent her Vulpix to use Confuse Ray on Charlie, so Charlie is currently confused, and he is up. Okay, uh, so Charlie's confused, uh, we're getting attacked by this thing, and I think Charlie's going to attempt to, uh, can I send out a Pokemon on my turn, as well as, like, try to respond with an attack of some kind? Yes, that would be a move and a standard action, but the first thing you need to do is roll against your confusion. Let's get out some dice. I knew I was missing something. <laughs> Uh, I assume that's a uh, d20 with a t 10 gets me out of confusion, is that right? Uh, flat d20 roll, 1 to 8 means you hit yourself with a struggle attack, 9 to 15 means you can act normally, 16 or higher gets you out of confusion. It is an 8, so I, I hit It is an 8, which means you hit yourself with a typeless physical struggle attack. Ooh, I get to, so, I get to roll damage against myself. <laughs> yep, roll 1d8 plus 6, plus or, pl but it would be 1d8 plus 24. Oh boy, why, why am I so strong? <laughs> you gave yourself a lot of attack power. Uh, when I almost roll max damage. It's a seven, so that's a thirty-one uh, of that damage. Then. Okay, minus your defense. Min thank you for the minor, the minusing my defense to so take away uh, seven. So it's just gonna be uh, twenty-four uh, damage then. Yes. So you go to grab a pokeball, and in like you grab the pokeball and hit yourself in the head with it, but you do not release the pokemon with that, unfortunately. All right, sounds sounds good, yeah. <laughs> but Katana is out, and it is her turn. All right, Katana, probably not liking what's going on with this uh, fox here, is going to jump to Charlie's defense and hit with a faint attack on it. Okay, roll to see if he crits. Uh, no, no crit. Okay, roll damage. 2d8 plus 28. Come on, Katana. Uh, 6 and a 7. Uh, so it's going to be 13 plus 28. 41 dark physical damage on this 
Electric Vulpix. 41 dark physical. That did 31 dark physical damage, which is not actually quite enough to give this Vulpix an injury, but it is a solid hit. Mm -hmm. So, Katana gonna read herself in the darkness and jumps forward, smacks the Vulpix. She kind of yips and smacks with it. And the girl kind of. Oh, and, and Charlie kind of like, uh, whoa, I mean, th thanks for uh, defending me, Katana, but like, Charlie, uh, he's like, why are we attacking each other? Why are we fighting? And he's like, distinctly looking about 30 degrees away from the person. <laughs> uh, the girl is still typing on her computer thing, kind of looks up and just like, Right, that's new. I didn't see that one. Um, let's see. And she kind of reaches beside her to like a pack, also typing with the other hand, like shuffling about a bit. And she pulls out this oddly shaped kind of ball of something and lobs it at Katana. And she hits Katana with a pester ball. She wasn't paying enough attention on what she grabbed. This is a pester ball that inflicted rage. Okay. So, Katana is enraged. Right, is that a status affliction? That is a status affliction. When enraged, the target must use a damaging physical or special move or struggle attack. Okay. So, she has to use damaging moves, but at the end of each turn, roll a DC 15. So, roll a D20. If you get 15 or higher, you're cured of rage on okay. Katana's turn. It is not Katana's turn now. Now, uh, we are back to the top of the initiative order, and Vulpix goes. He says, all right, uh... See, just uh, catch that one in a vortex now. And so the Vulpix fires a burst of fiery energy that's spinning towards Katana, and it does wrap around Katana with fire spin. Okay. That's 29 fire special damage. Yeah, I'll say a little bit belatedly while this is going on, the girl goes, I don't know why I'm fighting you either. You're here, and you could probably be a problem, so... <laughs> I'm in the middle of other stuff. Come on, dude. Uh, ask, ask Lily on Professor Sneeze. They'll tell you how much of a problem I can be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 29 fire special. So subtract special defense, yep. then do weaknesses and resist. Okay, so uh, 29 minus 12 is going to give us a 17. Uh, and then 17 times 1.5 is going to be another 8 on top of that. So it should be 25. Remember to round up. Uh, 26. 26 and... Uh, Katana is in a vortex. Okay, I assume that's a uh, tick at the end of every round. And every, every... Let me see exactly what that means. While in a vortex, the target is slowed, trapped, and loses a tick of hit points at the beginning of each turn. Okay. Um, and at the end of each turn, you can roll a d20 to get rid of these effects. And just to look at trapped and slowed, it's a lot of fun stuff. Okay, slowed, I think, halves Katama's speed, but I think she's the slowest one. Yes. So yeah, slowed has its movement half, not speed. Oh, movement. Okay. And then... And trapped, uh, a Pokemon or trainer that is trapped cannot be recalled. So Katana is on the battlefield and has half movement speed. Okay. But uh, Charlie is up. So roll to see if you can get out of confusion. Woo, 18. Break the confusion. Yep, you snap out of confusion. So you are good to go for your turn. Awesome. And I'm trying to think here so we can't call Katana back. I could send something else out, but Katana would still be on the field, though. Yeah, Katana would still be on the field. Uh, basically, what I'm going to say for this, since she is both enraged and in a vortex... Uh, you can't, yeah, you can't bring her back out of the battlefield, and if you choose to pick out, check, check out another Pokemon, she will act on her turn, but I will be in control of her action. Fair. Okay. 
So I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily metagame this here. Um, also, I don't know if Charlie would know. Like, if he like, I, I imagine Charlie would probably try to recall. I'd be like, uh, "Come on, Katana, come back. Come, come and get get out of the situation." But uh, give me a Pokemon education check. Okay, for Charlie. Uh, I think that should just be untrained still. It is. Yes. Uh, it's an eight. Okay, uh, you know enough about Pokemon that uh, things being like trapped in a vortex or fire spin is kind of an iconic Pokemon move for fire types. Gotcha. So you know that that means she can't get out of it until it's gone. Okay. So uh, Charlie just kind of uh, grumbles uh, slightly and is kind of frustrated about that. Um, and he, um, to try and help Katana out as best as he can, he is going to use uh, Omen on the Vulpix. Omen, okay. That accuracy lowered by two. Okay, and that is a, just an ability that I have, so it just happens. Yes. Uh, how much does it? Well, what's the move for it? It says on the ability. Swift action. Uh, swift action. So you still have a move action and a standard action this turn. Okay. So let me look here at my. I think my cheerleader things take my swift actions. They often do. Yes. And so that's yeah. That's a little action economy there. So. You know, it's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, it's an oldie but, well, maybe not a goodie, but Charlie is kind of backed up against a wall here. Charlie uh, reaches down and finds a rock. Okay. And uh, he, he chucks it in a sling. Okay. So let's roll for that first. Uh, that's a seven. Seven AC is four. The Vulpix is able to dodge to one side as the rock comes down. It is a fast creature, so. There. Two advantages there, but uh, all right, that is... Your turn. Uh, so now it is Katana's turn, and since you did not put out another Pokemon, you have control over her. Uh, she does lose a tick of HP. Okay, and that does put her into not quite into injury range yet. Yep, she's just above her injuries. So. Okay, Katana, uh, you're doing a great job. Just uh, do your best uh, to to deal with this, and we're going to have her... Well, she has to attack. She can't do anything else. Yep, she has to use a damaging move, yes. Yep, so let's um, try and use a Fury Cutter. Maybe we can get something going with that. Okay. Uh, 12. 12 hits. Okay. And then that's a D8 plus... Uh, that's 8. Um, so it's going to be 32 Bug Physical. 32 Bug Physical. That did 11 Bug Physical damage. Which is enough to give the Vulpix an injury, but not enough to faint it. Uh, so Katana dashes forward and slashes down with a Fury Cutter, which uh, impacts this Vulpix a little bit, but is able to kind of bounce off of it and keep working. Bug is resisted by fire. It might be Electric that resists Bug. Nope, it, Bug is resisted by fire. Yeah, okay, so it's a Fire and Electric Vulpix? Yes, it has been electric shifted, so it is both fire and electric. Um, so that is Katana's turn. Uh, can Charlie, uh, do, would you rather have me speak on my on my turn, or can I try and speak now? Uh, speak whenever. Okay. So, like, why why do you think I'd be a problem? Like, what like what are you doing? I'm just I'm just I'm not sure how I got here, but I swear I'm not here to cause you trouble. Uh, can I roll charm in addition to the the talking? Sure. Yes. Uh, should be six in charm. Uh, 16 in charm. 16. All right. Um, her eyes flick to you for a second, but she still remains laser focused on whatever she's doing on her computer. And she's like, this, this is why you might be a problem. If I explain why you might be a problem, you become more of a problem. <laughs> 
see her like trying to work around it and, like she she's not so much like concerned she's almost just like uncomfortable having a conversation even like she didn't expect you to be here she's not sure how you got here and the fact that this fight is going as oh go, uh, give me an intuition if you want to read her more sure 12 12 okay uh, most of it's kind of with the focus, so it's a little muted, but something with her is, like, she was expecting this fight to be a lot harder than it has been so far. Not saying that she, not, not saying that you're doing badly, she was just expecting almost to be, to be having a problem. And so she's kind of testing the waters and is surprised that it's not as big of a problem as it could have been. Gotcha. Okay. Alright. Okay. So, now it's her turn. Uh, when, when should Char, uh, cause Katana gets to roll to try to get out of, uh, both enraged, it's two separate rolls for the enraged and for the vortex, right? Yes, yeah, so roll two d20s. Uh, which the, what's the first one going to be for? Uh, the first one, I, we'll just do it in order, the first one will be in for enraged. Okay. Uh, that is a one. <laughs> okay, she remains enraged. And for the vortex and whatnot is an 18, I'll take that. For the first round of the Vortex, you need a 20. Oh, no! It is unfortunate. No! I looked that up to double check it, but you you must roll a 20 or higher to dispel the Vortex. Uh, what's the, uh, well, maybe we'll just find out the DC uh, on the next turn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the DC for the next one. Um, what is your training, again, that you, you inspired training? We are inspired training, yes. What does inspired training do? Uh, plus two to save check, so she's out of the vortex. Oh yay! Yeah, so so she so yeah, you rolled literally just enough to get her out of that vortex because of, because she's inspired. Inspired training. Awesome. So uh, she breaks out of the vortex. Still enraged. Yep, though. still enraged. <laughs> Maybe we can finish it off with that. Try an ember. And full picks rears back and fires out a blast of, well, fire uh, in a burst of ember <laughs> and hits and does 31 fire special damage. Okay, so 31 dials it down to 19. Um, makes it 29 fire special damage then, which is going to give Katana one injury, 5 HP, and uh, Katana is burned. It was a solid hit with it. So, Katana was able to break out and turn towards the thing just as a jet of fire kind of blasts her in the face and in the spikes she has on her stomach and area too, and just kind of reels back from it. But she's still up and going. That. And Charlie does give a bit of encouragement saying, You're doing a great job, Katana. Uh, and the burn reduces something of hers. Is it her. Defense down by two combat stages. And if she takes a standard action or is prevented from taking a standard action, she loses a tick of HP at the end of that turn. Okay, so she can do, still do something, but she will... Yes. But it is Charlie's turn now, and she is out of the vortex. Okay. Well, let me just double-check my juggler stuff, because uh, she was just attacked, so I might actually be able to get to do something to to my advantage. I don't I don't know my juggler things as well as I should. I could have swore there was one where the trigger was your Pokemon gets uh, attacked, but I'm not seeing it right now. Uh, no, it, it's your Pokemon faints or your Pokemon uses an attack for quick switch. That's right. Okay. It's close, but not quite. So if, uh, if on her turn um, 
I were to, uh, it looks like it was actually a round trip. Uh, round, yeah. Oh, you're, yes, your Pokemon uses a move. Round trip will let you do that. Yep. And that is immediate as a free action. So that would actually interrupt the burn. And uh, I'm looking at where I can't find quick. Oh, I didn't type quick trip. I typed in quick trip. I want quick switch. <laughs> quick switch. Yes. Okay. Quick quick trip is the uh, is is the gas station. Okay. Pokemon faints on opponent uh, sends out. Okay. But with this though, round trip though, my Pokemon can use a move and then it immediately switches out. Okay. So that that's fine. I'm not going to do any of my other uh, cheerleading things yet, just because I, I am planning on switching Katana out. So right now, I think Charlie... Uh, I will let you know, uh, round trip is a free action, so that takes up none of your actions. Oh, awesome. That's good to know. But still, like, Katana has to attack in order to be able to have it do Yes, its thing. Katana would have to attack before you could use... Alright, uh, here's what uh, Charlie does though, uh, is uh, Charlie, like, so uh, recognizing that this person is very intent on her typewriter and her, her computer, whatever it is, um, loads up a uh, rock in a sling and pointedly uh, starts aiming it uh, toward her device. And just be like, uh, like hey, I, I can tell you're like really involved in that thing, it seems really important. Like, if, if you don't stop this though, I, like, I, I will. Give me an intimidation check. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, that is one of my pathetic skills. Awesome. <laughs> Charlie is not scary. <laughs> to the surprise of nobody. <laughs> it is a one. <laughs> At like just from the reflect the thing, you see her kind of reflectively like push it. Sounds like hey, hey. and she kind of looks at you and goes. You wouldn't. And she goes back to what she was doing. Now I have to decide if Charlie would or not. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I think we'll just move on to Katana's turn. Okay. And we'll have uh, Katana go ahead and do uh, do faint attack. Okay. Roll to see if he crits. Survey says no crit. Okay. Roll we'll damage. Roll the 2d8 and uh, 28. 2... And three, so that's five. That's 33 uh, dark physical damage. 33 dark physical damage. That did 23 dark physical damage, which is not quite enough to faint Opix. So Katana rushes forward with dark energy and slams into Opix, knocking it back a bit. And it staggers back onto its feet, and you see the burn start to uh, affect Katana and... Uh, and I say, uh, all right, uh, uh, great, great job, Katana. Now bounce back. So like she, she uh, pushes off of the uh, Vulpix uh, with uh, both of her feet. And she kind of flips back onto my shoulder as I send out uh, Harry the Absol. Right, so she looks up again and is like, oh, all right, it's getting a little dicey. Absol, interesting. Must have gotten that recently. Uh, never mind. And since she grabs into her, her thing, pulls out another Pester Ball and chucks it at Harry. Uh, Harry is confused. She hit it with a confusion pester ball. Mm -hmm. Also at her saying, um, uh, this must be new, Charlie like does a double take thinking like, wait, what? Like, she's spying on me? <laughs> which, which I'm assuming she is, so. Um, but okay, he's confused. Also, Charlie's making note that these different pester balls are kind of neat for his alternate 
side thing he wants to do. Yes, fun. they are a fun thing for the side <laughs> mission. Alright, we get to the top of the initiative order, and Harry goes right away. Can I get a roll for uh, Confucian? A 15. Okay, uh, acts normally, but does not uh, snap out of confusion, so he'll have to roll again. So, okay. what does Harry do? Uh, I think we're just going to lean into his uh, his best things. I think he's uh, we're going to have uh, him do a night slash on the Vulpix. Um, okay. Right here, I think I think we're in a pretty good position here. Uh, do a, a night slash on this Vulpix. Let's knock it down so we can talk to this girl. <laughs> Uh, it is a, oh, it's a six. Six to hit with that. That is just barely hitting. Ooh, nice. Okay. All right, so we roll 2d10 plus 33. Mm-hmm. That's a four. And a zero. That's a ten, right? Yeah. So that's a, uh, so that's a 14, uh, plus 33, uh, makes it 47 dark physical damage. Okay, that did 37 dark physical damage, which is enough to give this Vulpix two more injuries, almost enough to give it three injuries, uh, but two more injuries and to faint it. So you see Harry kind of getting a little woozy from that pester ball and then he shakes it off, rushes forward and just slams into the Vulpix with his horn, sends it across the room and lands to the ground. I like the name Vulpix. Vulpix, yes. Uh, and the girl actually like fully looks up here and is like, okay. And she closes that thing like it folds down the typewriter on itself, and she kind of picks it up and is like, "All right, well, I guess I gotta get serious with this." She returns. Um, oh, no, she does not. Uh, it is Charlie's turn now. Um, still has a free action, trying to uh, just defuse this. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I don't want to knock out your, your Vulpix, but like I, which is really cool by the way. Like I haven't seen one like that before. But uh, anyway, regardless, um, so, like, what's going on? Like I don't want to fight with you. Like what are you doing? Like you, you, you're taking a break. Cool. What's going on? Like what do you know about me? I don't. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I, mm, I can't tell you anything. I'm gonna tell you anything. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, let's do an intuition. Okay. Uh, not great. It's an eight. Okay. Alright, uh, this is a... Someone who is very uncomfortable around people. So that's kind of obfuscating things as well. But, uh, she also was serious about the fact that you knowing... Like, you simply being here and being involved in what she's doing. She... Uh, pretty much what you're getting from it is she wasn't supposed to be known that she was even here. Okay. And so the fact that you have seen her here is a problem. Charlie says, uh, like, I mean, so, like, I get lost all the time. I know I'm not supposed to be here, here, though. So, like, I didn't mean to interrupt anything. Just, like, you know, tell me what's going on. We can, like, I'm sure we can figure it out. Like, I, I don't want to do any harm to you. I said shut up. No. <laughs> Oh come on! I, I can I can tell that you don't really want to fight me either, Charlie Rose Charm. Ooh, this, he's a charming boy right now. Uh, that is a twenty-three in charm. 
I, mm. So, I, so yeah, I, I'm trying to persuade her. Like, no, she does not want to continue this fight. Like, and I can tell she, like, yes, she she's conflicted, but she does not want to keep fighting me. All right, and fine. I've got enough data, anyways. Troy, and uh, she calls out and detaching out of the shadows, like high above, actually coming out of one of the fluorescent lights above, just kind of like popping out of it is a Pokemon that is shaped vaguely like a lightning rod. Uh, it's, it is a orangish red lightning rod. Uh, it has whitish blue, a whitish blue aura of electricity around it that forms lightning bolt shaped appendages. Um, it does have kind of teeth in it that you can see when it's grinning um, and, has, and has unique blue eyes with a dividing line across them. Uh, it's the small Pokemon that kind of floats out of a light and comes down. Charlie says, hey, you ruined our episode a while back. She kind of gives you a look and is like, <laughs> the edges of the world shimmer slightly. It's like, no, no, wrong one. <laughs> uh, but, and the trick, get, grab speed, we gotta go. And the thing fades down through the floor and then coming up, like skittering up through the floor is this thing that you can tell it's uh, mechanical. And it looks like, the best you can see of it is it looks like, uh, you've seen like pictures of like Kabuto. This is where maybe you haven't seen one in person, but you've seen, well you, yeah, you have seen one in person. So yeah, you have seen well, one Well, I, I have not seen one in person. I had a dream about one. I could have sworn you saw one, didn't? No, she didn't. Uh, Satomi did not use her Kabuto. Okay, so. Um, oh, no, 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 you're right. I did, I, no, she did use her Kabuto. Yeah, she did, Renault. yeah. That was the Renault. one that knocked out Bernie. Yes, yes I have seen perfect. the Kabuto. Yes. Alright, so it's like, it's it's almost like a Buto, but it's flattened, the legs are lengthened, and there's a long whip-like tail coming out of the back of it, but it's this mechanical creature, and it kind of like skitters up, and you realize that the bottom, like the, the top of it, the flattened area, is just enough shapes like a seat with like, it, it has a seat belt on it. <laughs> okay. And she goes and sits down on it and goes, I can't just let you go without anything. You can deal with these. And uh, as she says it, she opens up her uh, computer thing again, taps a few buttons, and one of the oil drums shakes, and one of the gel creatures that you saw before shoots out of it and forms itself into kind of a blastoise shape and looks towards you. I didn't get to use That's Never mind. I got enough information. Goodbye. And the thing starts skittering away. Yeah, what would happen if Absol used Pursuit? They are leaving, so it would activate. Are you using Pursuit on the girl or the thing? Um, I think I'd be using it on the girl. I think, I think we'll, because, I mean, the thing might be able to get away, but it's like, we can, like, uh... Well, so, Pursuit, pursuit attacks them, but doesn't really, like, trap them back in the battle, right? No, it does not, it does not hold them into the battle. It just does damage to them. In that case, why don't we just... Let's let's slow her to get away at least and let's let's attack the the thing. Okay, uh, roll for confusion. Nope, you don't have to because this, is this isn't a new turn. This is just, this is an interrupt. Oh, okay. So. Good enough, because that wasn't a good roll. Um, I will roll for um, accuracy though. Yes. Uh, that is a even worse than the last one. That's a four. 
That is a four. All right. But again, I, I'm, attack, I'm attacking the machine, though. So yes, Harry rushes means? forward to attack the machine, but it skitters too fast. And it is soon around. It actually skitters over the top of the... Like, you know, there's those slits for uh, windows and things in, uh, in parking garages. It skitters over them and just out of sight. Charlie, Charlie literally, yeah, the side I just did, he just... <sighs> but now we have this blue jelly Blastoise-ish thing to deal with. Yes. Um, we are back up to the top of the round. I will say what you did with that is um, she did have another stronger Pokemon that you now don't have to face. So. Oh, well, good. Yay, yay for roleplay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with it. But uh, it's top of the round. It would be Harry's turn. He used his turn on uh, Pursuits, but still give me a Confusion roll, because it's the beginning of his turn. Yes. Uh, that's a 16. I believe that snaps him out of Confusion. Yeah, 16 or higher. Sweet. So he is cured of Confusion, but he cannot take a turn this round, yep. except for Interrupts, which will take over next round, stuff like that. Um... Uh, so, now, if I recall about these blue things, they are not Pokemon, right? They are not Pokemon. They have circuitry and machinery in them. Okay, and so, like, yeah, even attempting a Pokeball attack would not do anything to them. Uh, you sincerely doubt it. You okay. might be able to hit it with a Pokeball, but you wouldn't be able to capture it with a Pokeball. Okay, so then it's going to be Charlie's turn. Yes. Um, can I get a technology education check from you now that you're kind of seeing one a little bit closer? Yeah. I think that should be a three, but let's check and make sure. Yes, it is. Uh, that's not bad. It's 12 in technology. 12. Okay. Um, you are remembering this, like, this is a much more advanced material than you've seen before, but you're remembering something like it that you've heard about being used in kind of different, uh, experimental things around Landsmeet in that area. Um... One thing you kind of remember to it is that when uh, exposed to acidic or um, noxious substances, it tended to corrode rather quickly. And that suggests to you that if this is, even though it's not a Pokemon, if it's Pokemon-like, it likely has a weakness to poison. The other thing I'll say that you remember with that is that um, it is, as it being like a jelly-like experience, uh, it's almost non-Newtonian with it, so hitting it with pressure only causes it to harden, so it probably resists fighting. Okay. That helps. So let's keep Bernie back here. I unfortunately left all my po poison Pokemon at home, you know, like Penny and Blarb, mm -hmm. they're, they're all hanging out uh, back at the ranch. So, um, I think I like uh, Harry being out there, but I think I want to give uh, Harry some buffs here. Uh, yeah. Also, I noticed on Harry I have... Um, a hundred on there, which I think is from one of the boosts from the last battle. Yes. Um, does he still have that temporary HP? I would say no, because the scene has changed. Fair, okay. Although I'll probably put it back in just a moment, because I'm going to do probably do something to, to boost him up here. Yes. Um, with my, my tech education, do I know any idea of like, what kind of attacks it might uh, give? Like, is this going to... Um, is this... 
Or is that really dependent on like what Pokemon it's imitating? Uh, I would say you're you're not sure. Uh, I would say yeah, you're not sure. Given like it, it may not imitate a Pokemon at all, except for in in the way it looks. Sure. Uh, because of how this is set up, there's a lot of different things uh, that it could do with it. I'm gonna say you did see them like running around and attacking things earlier, or floating around and attacking things. So from what you remember, they seem to use a lot of electric attacks. Okay. But they also have a couple of just like regular old attacks too that don't seem to fit electricity all right well so regardless that i don't think i'd need to do that yet yet but um so noticing that uh i mean the absol did, did miss but uh realizing that uh this uh blue mechanical thing is right on our tails he's like uh charlie tells Ab uh harry the absol um all right great job but don't stop now all allies on the field gain temporary hit points equal to your charm rank and become excited. So, All right. he's back up to 100, and then he is excited, which basically means if he takes any kind of attack, I get to reduce the damage by 5. Indeed. Okay. Uh, that means that, going through it, it is the Blastabot's turn. This little gel creature uh, looks like a Blastoise for a second, and then it kind of floats back up into a blob, floats over to uh, Harry... And turns back into a Blastoise, rears back with like a blobby fist that actually like goes into it, and gets charged with like a bluish crackling electricity that then fires back out towards Harry, and it hits. Uh, it it hits and it does. So when you say it like that, it makes it sound like you got a crit. Uh, not quite. Okay. But it does does it does do twenty nine electric physical damage, okay. um, and Harry is paralyzed. Okay, with thunder punch. So it cracks Harry across the jaw. This one kind of jolts a little bit with him. Uh, how much did you say it was? It was twenty nine two nine. Twenty nine. All right, and so we're gonna go and reduce that by the eleven, which will bring it down to eighteen, and we're gonna use that excite. We're gonna give up the excited condition. And we're going to dial that all the way down to uh, just uh, Math is Hard Late at Night. Uh, 13. 13. Mm -hmm. Which puts his current HP at uh, 87. Yes, and he is paralyzed, which means his speed stat loses four combat stages. Four to speed, so his speed drops to 12. Okay. Which I think is still faster than Charlie? No, Charlie's speed is 18. Charlie's oh, fast. Mind. Um. But it does loop around to the top of the initiative order, and Charlie is up. No, um, let me check my pack. I might have, like, a, a Paralyze heal I can use. That might be the best use of my turn right now. It looks like you have a full heal. And a Paralyze heal. So, yeah. Alright. Yeah, let's go ahead and use that Paralyze heal, then, on, on this. So, Charlie digs around and, uh, like, starts tossing some things out of his bags. Like, I know it's in here somewhere. And he, uh, reaches to the very bottom and grabs the Paralyze heal, which... Uh, how long how long ago did we start this uh, journey? It's been a few weeks at this point, probably a little like a month and a half, two months. Okay, so it's, uh, he digs in and uh, pulls out this paralyzed heel, checks their expiration date, <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he goes ahead and applies it to um, to Harry. Now that's going to use Harry's turn too. Isn't that it? is going to use Harry's turn as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's worth it to be able to come back and do do more later. So that is uh, what Charlie does. All right, then Harry's turn would be up, but you used it for that. Um, and so the Blastabot goes and still kind of like swinging back from uh, the punch. Its other arm 
like blob arm kind of goes back and just stretches out into a blade type shape, and it goes for a slash at Harry. It hits. It does 25 normal physical damage to Harry. Normal physical So that brings it down to 14. And there aren't any additional bonuses uh, to reduce from that. So, um, 14. Yes. Uh, I'll say after you're done with this, remember that since he is no longer paralyzed, those speed stages no longer apply. So then it's back up to Harry then? Uh, yes, we're back up to the top of the round, and now that Harry got his speed stats back, he is go he goes first. Harry, do what you do best. Go ahead and use a uh, night slash. Because you said it wasn't, it wasn't physical moves, it was fighting moves, right? Fighting, yes. Fighting type moves. So we're going to do uh, a night slash on uh, on this, hoping for a crit. Uh, 17 uh, on... 17 to hit? A 17 uh, hits. No, so, no, no uh, oh. so I'm saying like a crit oh, would be a 17. you need to roll a 17, yes. Yes. Uh, but it's uh, only a 3, so I'm guessing that's probably going to miss. A 3 misses. Um, the thing like literally flattens itself, like, you know, if you've seen Flubber, it just flattens itself down, so the slash goes above it. <laughs> Charlie is up. We're going to do... Seeing that um, Harry missed this one, uh, Charlie's going to give Harry a little bit more uh, encouragement, saying, uh, it's okay, man, uh, you, you can do it, just uh, show your best. And so with show your best, uh, we get to, we're going to add uh, defense back uh, or, uh, as a plus one in the combat stage, and then becoming motivated, which... If he loses one, he If he loses one, he, yeah. Yeah, if he goes below zero, he can go back up, up one, so. Okay, so he gets one combat stage in defense, for sure, don't forget about that. Which, uh, now Nick shows that it's actually a special attack, which is this this bot's, uh, best thing. Is this thing smart enough to do anything like that? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. So, that seems to be working. It's gonna... Yeah, it has no reason not to, especially since it hasn't been hit, so it's just gonna keep rope it open. It goes back, uh, with another big electricity-charged thunder punch. It hits. This thing is rolling gangbusters at the moment. <laughs> and Harry is not. <laughs> uh, it does another 29 electric physical damage. It doesn't paralyze this time, but 29 electric physical. Alright, 29, that goes down to 16. Mm -hmm. Man, Harry's a tank. Yeah, Harry's got some HP, so... I mean, you've given him a... You, you've beefed up his HP pretty well, so that's... I mean, one of the things I remember from, like, character creation and, I think, Pokemon creation, it's like, uh, you basically can't, uh, put too much in HP or speed, so... Oh, yeah, you can bulk HP and speed all you want. All right, and top of the initiative order again, Harry is up. Uh, now, since he missed on Night Slash, is he able to, to still attack, or does he need to... No, it is every other turn that you can use it, not that you can hit with it. Gotcha. Okay, well, then we're gonna go to Slash instead. That makes sense to me. That are we? That I wonder if we use a, uh, a turn on uh, sword stance, maybe. We just look at what that would ha what that would do. So it's an additional nine, and I haven't and I haven't touched this thing yet, yet right? Uh, you have not touched it yet, no. Uh, by the way, he needs to roll a fifteen to get night slash because he has super luck as his ability. Ah, oh, that's right. I knew it was it was uh, really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So up to you whether you want to use sword stance or slash. Let's use Slash. Let's use Slash. Okay. Roll the hits. Wow, that's a 14! Ugh! Hits, but not a crit. 
Yeah. And Inspired Training wouldn't do anything on that, right? Because that's only on saves. Nope, Inspired is on saves, and it does one other thing for you to that. Plus one to evasion. So, evasion's a little higher, and then plus two to saves. But... Alright, so we're gonna roll my 2d6 and then add 33 to it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, max damage! Uh, so it's 12. Um, on top of the uh, the 33, so it's going to be what 45 uh, normal yes. physical damage. 45 normal physical damage. That did 25 normal physical damage. Wow, which is a solid hit, but not enough to give it an injury. So uh, you finally slash at it, and it actually slap like slashes out a glob of the goo, uh, which kind of falls and splats on the ground, um, and the thing reforms itself, so you can't actually see where the goo fell off, but it probably slightly smaller because you cut off it because uh, Harry cut off a pretty decent chunk of it. Charlie is up. Alright, now's the time to use it. Charlie uh, goes, alright, you're doing a great job. I believe in you. Uh, using his last uh, charge of go fight win, giving a plus two to evasion for this upcoming round and uh, also becomes cheered. Uh, cheered uh, lets me, gives me advantage on um, uh, save checks. Okay. And so he can keep motivation and cheering. And he gets a plus two to evasion. Okay. For for one round. Yes, for one full round. Yep. Yep. Okay. So this thing just finally took a hit. And it kinda sits and calibrates for a second. And realizing I think it I think it's hit it and it hits uh, Harry enough times to realize that this isn't hitting it as hard as it would like, and so it kinda sits for a second like bubbles. And then the bubbles pop out of it into these three balls of energy that swirl around each other and go flying towards uh, Harry. Uh, you actually recognize this because you've seen balls of a similar type come out of Professor Sneeze's hair mm. when he uses Tri-Attack. Tri-Attack, yep. But because Harry has just been cheered, Harry is able to dodge nimbly, nimbly to one side. Yeah, way to go, Harry! Yeah. That, that plus two is what saved him. <laughs> it, did, it did a thing, all right. It it's did not a as job. useless and, as I thought. <laughs> but uh, you are back up to the top of the round. Harry is up. All right, Harry. Uh, let's do what you do best. Let's do uh, a Night Slash. Let's get in on this thing. So, yeah, he does Night Slash. Okay. Uh, only a five. Does a five hit? Uh, unfortunately, no. Gosh, come on, Harry. So he goes with a dark and slash, and it again. This time it actually floats up into the air and compresses itself upwards above the slash. Did I say night slash? I meant swords dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you rolled accuracy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know the mechanics of this game. <laughs> actually, I probably should have done like a double team on this, but that, it's. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> that's that's the round. But uh, yeah, you can still keep going with it. And Charlie is up. Uh, what is Charlie even able to do now? <laughs> he does have his sling, but he does, yes, which is where he might go next. Um, I've already used my omen for the scene. Yeah, Charlie's just gonna uh, load up a, a rock in the sling and do do his best to help Harry out. Okay, uh, roll the hit. Ten. Ten hits, roll damage. All right. So Charlie can apparently hit with his uh, sling, but uh, uh... Harry's still getting used to the length of his horn. Fair, yes, absolutely. It's a new length. He's still working it out. So it was broken. Yeah. All right. So we need a D8 plus uh, 26. 
to one, so that's 27. 27. That did seven damage. Not quite enough to give I it an I think I know this. I think I know this. Uh, Last of Us, uh, defense stat. Yeah. No. <laughs> you think? So, uh, yeah, it hits with like a bloop, and kind of pops out the other end, taking a little bit of the goop with it. So that the, uh, like you literally see the stone pass through this thing, and out the other end. While, while it does it, Charlie is like fascinated by this technology because like it is technology of some kind, but the fact yes. that it can. Uh, malform and all that stuff and, and whatnot. But with that 12 technology education you got before, this is like if uh, Yash was a savant, was a savant, a savant with uh, with like modifications to uh, and like cyborg type things and and uh, prosthetics modifications to Pokemon and possibly to people. Uh, this is near, pro not quite at that level, but th this is near that level with, like, robotics. So this was built by someone who has a high natural talent for it. Gotcha. Uh, so, okay, that was your turn. Then is the Blast of Us turn. The Blast of Us kind of, it kind of responds to the threat. It didn't, ex it, it didn't expect to be hit, so it's kind of, like, looking around for a second. And, uh, it responds to that by kind of, like clicking for a few seconds, and then it just it just makes a blade, blade and slashes at Harry, and it crits. Hmm, this thing has the best luck of anything I've ever Even better than super luck, apparently. Uh, it does, but it does 39 normal physical damage. So, uh, 39, so it's going to be down to 26 at least, uh, still not great, but, um... 31 takes an injury. Yep, just one. So just a slug slash onto Harry, who's kind of reacts into it. So, but it's back up to the top of the initial round, and Harry is up. Um, when, out of curiosity, when it says uh, double team, uh, it says the user may either activate double team uh, when uh, being targeted to increase the evasion by 2, or when making an attack to increase their accuracy by plus 2 for the attack. So by increasing accuracy, does that also apply to the crit range, or does the crit range have to be natural? No, crit range has to be natural. Okay. Otherwise, that hair <laughs> would be stupid broken. Yeah, double team plus your thing, everything <laughs> you have would be very, very broken. <laughs> And how much that one was uh, 39, so even at its worst, it could still could take one more hit like that. Okay. And that was a crit, so. And that was a crit, yeah. So if it were to crit again, it could still it could still tank one more critical hit. So True. Um, we are going to, the last one he tried was uh, Night Slash, correct? That is correct. So we're going to go back, we're going to try Slash okay. again. And then I have a plan for the next, the next round. Makes sense. Come on. 18! Critical hit! That is a critical hit! Alright, so what, All right. do I, what, what do I roll on a critical hit? So the... roll 4d6 and add 43. Ooh, this is a big roll. Um, 20 on 4d6. Okay, so add 43. Uh, so that's going to be 63 normal physical damage. You sure you normal physical damage? You did 43 normal physical damage, which is enough to give this thing three injuries and knock it out. And since it is technology, uh, you see, uh, Harry's just tired of this, so he kind of braces himself back, 
leaps forward and bisects this thing. <laughs> like, cuts it straight in half, and the two halves just splat on the ground. Uh, at, at, after the splat, uh, the camera, uh, like, uh, focuses... So, the camera was behind the thing as it gets sliced mm -hmm. in half, and it focuses, and Charlie and Charlie just goes, uh, boo Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are in this area, uh, in the garage. There seems to be... Uh, can I get a perception check from you, quick? Perception. All right, I got 5d6 to throw at that. 17 in perception. Okay. Um, there's a few things, like, uh, in the area that you are, uh, she, the, the girl that was there doesn't seem to have left much behind, um... You do notice, uh, he here's, uh, I'll just get bigger to smaller, what you notice um, in the area is those empty tanks, um, you're noticing like bits of that fluid now that you're looking a little closer, bits of the fluid that the Blastobots are made out of, mm -hmm. and the the one that like popped, one of them popped out of, that's still about three quarters full of fluid, maybe even a little more. Okay. So they were compacted in those things. Um, the fluid that's, like, the, the the jelly that's in the thing seems to be inert, so it's definitely something that, like, you could sit and take a look at if you really wanted to. Sure. The girl doesn't seem to have left anything else behind in this place, uh, though you do find, um, there's a little, like, gel pen on the ground <laughs> where she was before, and, uh, written, like... You know those things where you can, like, print out stickers that are, like, uh, labelers? The, the, like, label guns? Yeah. It looks like someone used one of those and, like, made a label for this and stuck it on the pen, and it says Gertie. Uh, G-E-R-D-I-E. -E. And that's there. I'm gonna type that into just equipment, just so I can kind of remember that I have it, uh, and say... The other thing that you notice, uh, with the perception check is that... Uh, someone seems to be ending a rather furious battle outside of the garage right now. Okay. Like there seems to be the very end of some of a very of a rather large battle right nearby. Am I able to see like it, it, are there any of the people uh, from before uh, around here, or does this just be completely separate? You don't see anyone that from before at the moment. At least you're not seeing anyone around. Um, you're still in like the center of this garage, so. Your perception check was to kind of look around in the garage. Okay. Um, and that's why you heard something from outside, so you're not seeing anyone there. Can I get a general education check from you? Uh, that's nine. Okay, uh, you passed through low keep before um, when you were like getting ready to go to uh, Restful Fjord and everything. So you've been in this area, but that doesn't really mean that you memorized much, and plus your sense of direction isn't the best in the world. Mm-hmm. So you're not sure exactly where you are, but you're pretty sure you're not near the front gate anymore. Okay. What is Charlie doing? Um, I think Charlie, uh, seeing that a battle is ending, he cautiously um, goes to the base level of the parking garage, or like, like tries to exit the parking garage. Um, okay. And tries to kind of scope things. Uh, uh, I'm going to roll a stealth. Okay. Uh, just to, like, because uh, he, he understands, like, you know, people are ready to just attack on a whim. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, uh, now we'll leave Harry out in case he has any, like, intuitions on, on what to do here. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll roll a stealth here. Uh, that's a critical 12 plus 2, 14 in stealth. 
Okay. Much more carefully than you went up the stairs of the uh, parking garage, you creep down the stairs. And as you're heading steadily back down there, you're kind of creeping out. And just as like the battle is ending and you're turning around and you see a large blue and black creature that's standing over like it's a it has two huge heads that are in there, too, that are kind of covered in black shaggy fur. Mm-hmm. and are snapping at each other slightly, but it's standing over the remains, like the beaten-up remains of one of the chromes. Okay. Um, standing next to it, a diminutive figure with uh, <laughs> midnight blue hair that is dotted with, like, specks of white, almost looking like a starry sky, oh. is a familiar person. <laughs> you saw just a little bit ago with, uh, you know, you recognize her mostly from the steel flash, uh, the, the steely flash of her eyes as she turns to look at you and smiles and goes, oh, you're from the, right. I haven't seen you around. Yeah. Hi. You're, yeah. You're from, you're from the thing. Uh, t- Tulip, right? Yeah. Oh, you remember me. Charlie. Yeah. This is an interesting place to be found, Charlie. How'd you get this far? Um, at this point, can I get another perception from you? Yeah. Uh, 13. 13, okay. Um, as she's asking this, you realize, like, your your eyes kind of track past her, and you see another destroyed, uh, chrome a little bit farther down the street. And then another a little bit farther. And then another a little bit farther. Okay. You're guessing with how this person reacted and everything, she had the chromes kind of patrolling the streets around her in a perimeter and so you kind of you jumped past all of them somehow and tulip seems to have not done that gotcha charlie just kind of like shrugs so i mean i was at the front gate out of low keep and then uh i showed up here somehow i don't know (laughs) Uh, as you're explaining you're cut off slightly by a scream high-pitched scream coming from somewhat nearby it seems to be from a very young voice. And uh, Tulip's eyes light up and she goes, Oh, that sounds interesting. Come on! And she kind of uh, taps the side, one of the thing's heads and it goes and uh, goes heading off in that direction, just like seemingly like just abandoning the conversation. Um, and uh, Charlie, Charlie follows. Charlie goes with because he wants to help protect people. I suppose. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online <laughs> at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at TapsterRadio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag, and come hang out with us in the Discord and in the Facebook chat room. Uh, we, we have lots of fun there. I, I mean, uh, we, we enjoy our conversations there. Every once in a while, we have a really good role in that stuff, but come contribute to the fun, contribute to the conversation. We love to have everybody there. I was avoiding the others, but you always seem to summon me. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at BehindYourEyely. That's behind your E-Y-E-L-I. 
If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Mark Smith, Mitch Krabowski, Malachi Corder, Dr. Audino, Legendary, Alex Abram, Rob, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Box Cheese, Froxus, DGZ, and Nathan Jester. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Woo! Bye! <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what's scarier. Arceus handling the fourth wall stuff, or <laughs> Ellie handling the fourth wall stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.